Hello, it's Hilda here. Welcome to my podcast. By now, you should do what I do. Um, I am storyteller, relationship enthusiast, and an agony aunt. So if it's your first time listening in, I say welcome. Today, we're talking about Niger people. Um, if you know, if you've been listening, you know I'm very passionate about Niger relationships. So today's topic topic is um, Niger people and trust. What is trust? Trust, <laughs> according to the dictionary. Oh, by the way, that was the sound of a car's horn somewhere behind me because I'm doing this podcast in my car. Okay, so trust is a rea- a, is a belief in the re- reliability or the ability and so on and so forth of something or someone. So why does it seem as if more increasingly and increasingly men and women do not trust each other in Nigeria? And when I'm talking about the men and women, I'm talking about people in relationships and also married couples. I've been doing some thinking and some digging and researching. and There's not much. Um, I couldn't get so much in terms of research because for a lot of Nigerians, a lot of these things just go on in our minds and um, nobody really takes time to sit down and write how they really feel about the other person for obvious reasons. Um, we are in a culture of silence and... Um, for the most part, I think a lot of people in relationships and marriages are more into the title than the relationship. What I mean by that is um, a lot of women will just rather be paired up with someone and whether they trust the person or not, uh, that's completely a different kettle of fish. Uh, likewise, for the married couples, a lot of women too one that uh, the respect that society gives that misses um, title and um, they really wouldn't haven't done their homework to give trust and receive trust so anyway um, enough said about that um, why is it that men don't trust women much and women don't trust men any much um, from the little i know and uh, the little research i did the, there is a misapprehension that you would need to see A, B, C, D, E, F, G for you to trust this other person. Well, the way trust is supposed to work is that you, yes, you, should be the person saying and doing acts to get that trust from your other, from the other person, your significant other, whether your boyfriend or your, your husband. Um, some men would say that they give they give their wives or their girlfriends some tests to see whether their girlfriend or wife would break. And then um, I think the the atom of trust is your complete vulnerability. The more vulnerable you are to that other person, the more we can say you trust that other person. 
Um, if we are to go back in time, you know, just the way I usually do, we're to go back in time, um, if we could see a movie or if we, if history could be visualized, I'm sure somewhere along the line, you know, the women you know, or wives that had complete trust in everything their husband said and did. And as is usually the case in, in, in Africa and even all over the world, it took a while before the woman could start owning, you know, could start being other than property herself. So it took a while for her to start owning property and um, having assets generally. So as a woman, this is my imagination, by the way. So as the woman, you know, started to own things, I think she had never been a threat to to the man before because she didn't own anything and everything he owned including her was his so we see the woman owning property now and owning um you know having her own things buying her stuff in her name probably and the man maybe maybe not and the man begins to Maybe at some point she starts to have more than he does. And maybe at some other point she inherits, you know, a lot more than he has. And maybe there's some little petty jealousy here or a little envy there. And um, after a while, I guess the woman starts to uh, be slightly dishonest, maybe, with what she has. And she started to hold back because she started to have this feeling that maybe her life or her property was not safe and she'd have to and she started getting this feeling also that maybe the man was her husband or whoever was more interested in the things she had than she herself so she would probably have a daughter she'd probably not probably not go to town to give her daughter all the details she'd probably have just whispered to her daughter as she grew up oh never trust men Men are all the same. They're just after what you've got and this and that. And this little girl grew, grows up with that in her brain, that training in her brain. That all men are crooks and they just, they're just in the relationship or in the marriage or whatever it is they can get. Who knows? The thought might even come to their heads that it's possible that their husbands might even take their life or their lives to have access to their property. So um, this is just a theory of mine. You know, and of course, the economy has more or less plummeted over the years from the time we had the oil boom in Nigeria. And um, the rest is just um, QED. And before you know it, what was happening in one home was happening in two and three and four until it became like a nationwide um, thing. Of Obviously, it's more predominant in the urban areas than the rural areas where. Um, in, in, in lots of the women, they don't have so much of education and much too much into um, this Western way of living. So there's this domino effect. Um, people are going into marriages with an expectation that if something, it's not a deliberate one, but at the back of their minds, if something did happen to their significant other, their partner, um, whatever that partner had had or had, yes, would would come to them naturally. So I think women think about these things and they become very, very uncomfortable. And I think also that they've heard a lot of stories over the years, 
especially of women who loved their partner wholeheartedly, who were willing to do everything. I've even heard about, you know, this is one story out of many, many, where a woman could, a woman used to boast that she could swear by her husband. You know, her husband had some problems with business and getting a job, so she was working, so he was like the homemaker in quotes. So he dropped the kids off at drop her at work, dropped the kids off at school, and um, probably clean the house. I don't know, do one or two things, and then come back in the evening to pick his wife, you no, know, pick up the kids from school, and then subsequently pick up his wife from work. And she felt like she was the happiest woman on the face of the earth because she felt her husband was so dedicated and loyal. And at the end of the day, this man passed away. And um, on the day he was to, I think it was the day of his service of songs, some of his relatives came to commiserate with her over the passing of her husband and informed her that he had another family. Mm -hmm. And they were willing to bring the other family to introduce to her. Of course, this was very devastating for her. And she. it took a while for her to come to terms with what had happened. She felt really, she felt deceived. She felt, just think of all the adjectives you can think about and put herself in, yourself in her place for a minute, you know. And I'm trying to, I'm looking at that scenario. And I'm wondering why this woman should find it easy to trust another man. I mean, this was her husband. And he, he just messed it all up. So anyone that is dating this woman subsequently would have it quite tough. She would go all out to test your trust, test your loyalty, you know. And it just might be that she, you might not even convince her that you're trustworthy. Who knows? So there are many stories like this about women that, you know, were ostracized by their families because they insisted on marrying or dating one, one man or the other and they gave their all. And at the, other, at the end of the day, it didn't work out. You know, the sacrifice was not worth it. It was not enough for this man. And likewise, on the, case, on the side of the men too, you have men that have given up, um, given up themselves giving money, giving all that they have, have they have to a woman and only to find out that the woman, while the woman was professing love to them, she was sleeping with somebody else or she was taking money from him and giving it to some, some funny fellow somewhere, you know. So it's, both sides have experienced people breaching trust and so as a defense mechanism they put up this this um, barrier which and they feel that nobody can pass the test so even before you you start the exam <laughs> by them you have failed and they keep walking around like that they take the mistrust they take it to work and take it into their business life of course in nigeria you also have to be very careful you especially if you're not the other party is not very well known to you so you have to take all precaution i understand all of that you know but if we continue in the way that we are 
not trusting the people we're dating, not trusting the people we're married to, not trusting the people we do business with. What is going to happen is you will have some collective trust nationwide, a sovereign trust that is a negative. Because trust is really like a bank account. Um, the more you trust somebody, the higher the balance, the credit balance in that account. The less you trust that person, the less your bank account, so to speak. And at a point, what we'll have is a sovereign negative balance in that pool or that bank account of trust. And that's why people come into Nigeria and, you know, right from the airports, um, they start doing some funny things, offering bribes and all of that, because they have also heard that not many can be trusted in our country. So people feel that, like I had said before, people feel that they must see that the other person is trustworthy before they can trust them. But trust, like I said, does not work that way. You do acts. You say things that will make that other person trust you and see how it goes. Trust is not an overnight job either. It builds with time and it is it builds slowly. So you can do one or two things to gain that trust. Um, you can lay yourself bare somewhat. If you say, I am going to ABC location, go to ABC location. If you have to change that location, that direction, let your partner know about it. Or if you tell your partner, I'm going here, there, and then he discovers or she discovers that you're going somewhere else consistently, you have a problem. What are those things that break trust? When you say what you will do and you do not do them consistently, when you make promises that you know you cannot make, you keep breaking them. When you're a consistent liar, a lot of men and women think that they need to impress their partner or their husband. They keep saying things that are not true about their backgrounds, about their values, about their thoughts about things, and about what they really want. So if after five years of dating, and you've been giving this guy or your husband an impression that you're this kind of a person, all of a sudden, he discovers that it's not exactly the picture you painted. What do you expect from him? It's possible that he might never confront you and he might decide to do what? He might decide to react to it by also doing something to break your trust. And guess what? You might not know about it. He might decide, oh, well, well maybe I should just give somebody else a go. Somebody who is more truthful. And that more truthful person might be another woman. So, my advice, say, do, do what you say you will do, say what you say you will, say what you, say what you really want to say. When it comes to things like property and uh, money, we're always very guarded. And I really don't blame people. But I think if we, um, if we, if we continue to shy away from talking about how you feel about your money or your inheritances, we will keep having these nagging thoughts that keep ebbing at the trust we have in our partner. 
if for instance you have to get up and go to the toilet and you have to take your bag along with you to the toilet or take your phone along with the toilet then there's a problem if you're not if you don't trust your partner enough to leave your wallet just toss it on the side drawer or just leave your phone you know then um, there's also a problem you know you need to re redefine things and we need if you really want a long-lasting relationship you both need to be open you both need to say um, keep things as open as possible and I think the problem we have in, in, in Nigeria is that when it comes to money there's there are always so many assumptions and after a while of being in a relationship or a marriage we just suddenly we we're just suddenly surprised you go into a marriage with someone you don't have an idea of how much he earns he doesn't have an idea of what you earn so the expectations uh, on the woman's part is well i get to keep my money and i spend his you get into the marriage and you find out that he doesn't even have any money and you basically have to live on your salary so it's good to talk about even your your fears you know talk Talk about your fears to your significant other so that you can get these things out of the way. Let him or her tell you their expectations of you and vice versa. I think this is my little piece of submission this morning. Um, we should work at better relationships. We should work at more openness. We should work at more honesty. And if at any point in time you breach the trust of your partner or husband or wife, you should be ready to lay yourself bare even more than ever before if you want to buy back that trust. It's not going to come fast. It's going to take time. It will be like filling a bucket of water drop by drop. It takes time, but it is sure. So when your partner or husband or wife asks you where you are, you say where you are. You will have to go out of your way. If, if she says or he says, where are you? You can go ahead and take a picture of where you are and send it. And when, if you know that you really want that trust, when you work at it, make sure that you don't mess it up again. So, those are my few words for today. Have a lovely time. Till I talk to you again? Don't forget, um, Hilda's Shoulder is on Twitter, on Facebook. And on Instagram as Hilda's Shoulder. Um, if you want to send me an email, if you have any comments to make or you want me to discuss a particular topic, then you can send me an email. It's um, Hilda's Shoulder for you at gmail.com. Um, the four is a figure four. The U is letter U. Um, you can also um, leave a voice message on this podcast, which means that you need to download um, Anchor. After downloading it, you go to the page that has profile there's a plus there you click on the plus and then you see the the icon for leaving a voice message it's on the bottom left corner of your phone um i'm looking forward to hearing from you bye